are tuned in to a new episode of Trap in the Bubble. I'm your host, Dr. Tim Apology. Today's episode is titled Sometimes Family Ain't Family. Now, with this particular episode, I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine on today. And we just basically was just basically discussing of things that we lost for helping family. And so for me, it kind of stirred up some old emotions. Uh, you know, sometimes you feel like you're over something, you beat something, but it isn't until that, that particular thing is facing you down your face, down your throat. Just say, hey, you know what? I still need to work on that. And so, so let's get started on on, on on my buddy's side. Then I'll close out with mine. So my buddy, and we was actually going back a year ago, and we was basically doing reflection of our lives. And so basically, my buddy, I can say his name because I had got permission from him. He said, okay, sure. So I was talking to my buddy Mike. And he was he was basically saying that, hey, he helped out his, his aunt, his grandmother, and he was in a two-bedroom apartment, and so he had his grandmother. Now, he loves his grandmother. His grandmother pretty much was the one who raised him, so she could stay there for free, didn't have to do anything. All she had to do was just wake up every day. So we're not counting her. Okay, so originally when he got his apartment, he was in his apartment for a year. He got it for his grandmother. Then you know how life happens. And sometimes family, they want to give you a sad and a weak ass story about what happened to them and can you help them. And so basically it's that term, especially in my generation, you know, in generations of the past, no matter what goes on with family, no matter how, how how many times you fight, how many times you get disagreements, that you have your your, your times where you don't you don't um, don't talk. But if they're ever in truly need, that you need to step up and you need to help people in your family. Now. I used to believe that up until about a year ago. And so he he stuck he stuck his neck out there. His his aunt came in and she paid paid him a couple of times and then her kids were in there. She has three kids, two girls and a boy. Uh I'm not even sure how old the uh, the girls were, but I know they were little little girls, like probably like six, seven, somewhere around there. But the but the guy, the teenager, he was uh, twenty, so he was in there eating food, turn on lights, leaving them on, just running up the bills. And so basically, uh, since his aunt was basically doing her own thing. She was in and out, so it didn't really affect her. But when it started to affect his grandmother, to where he, you know, he, he went on hard times. He lost his lights. He lost his wa- water. Uh, the neighbor next door was helping him, you know, fill up his water bucket so he could take baths and until 
or wash his dishes. He would use his grill to cook his food. He would get ice and pile down the food that he did have. Um, it was just it was just a big old mess. And so when his aunt decided where she wanted to leave, what she did was she got his grandmother out and moved with his aunt's boyfriend. And so basically she's not in a safe environment. There's no lights over there. There's no running water over there. Uh, she went to the hospital. Thank God she recovered. But she was not taking she wasn't taking responsibility for her own actions. She and this lady, that's her the oh, my my friend's grandmother, which is his aunt, which is actually her mother. So I'm letting you know how close the relationship is in that. So she moves out. She doesn't tell tell tells my friend Mike that she's moving out. Ran up his bills. He was still there because on a contract. And so he was trying he was trying to catch up on bills. He was trying to get his life stuff back on. He fell behind in his rent. But the thing about it is, uh, thank God uh, for his landlord. She gave him some grace. She worked with him. And basically, he got him out. And I helped him break this apartment down. He ended up moving to, to Atlanta. Okay? So... He goes to Atlanta to stay with his mom. His mom told him to go down there. Said, I'm gonna help you out this and this. She don't lift her finger for him. And he's going through hell, struggling, struggling, struggling. He left his job. He didn't give him a notice. He left his job. He went down there he, to Atlanta, trying to get himself together. So he's down there for four months. He's not producing. You know how it is when you're moving to a different different state. You know, sometimes, you know, people give you a break. Sometimes they want. Sometimes you have to be there for a while. So he basically went out of town with literally $100. Literally $100 from Kansas City, Missouri to Atlanta. Okay. So it was times to where he was just hurting so bad for money. Uh, he called me and... Uh, I was new to the Cash App uh, world, so I cashed after him about 40 bucks so he could grab something to eat and then he could kind of get around on the bus. Then there's few people in Kansas City that cashed after him. So four months goes by. He comes back. He comes back to town because he sold his car, everything, right? He comes back to town. He's struggling first couple of weeks he's in hotels he's mixing around he gets a little bit of money he rents cars he does DoorDash getting some money he couldn't keep the rent a car after a while he had to turn it back in so he's pretty much going house pillar to post whoever got touched his heart at that particular moment okay Mike's a good guy Mike's a great guy you know um, and we were talking today and I said man the reason why you lost your apartment was because you know you helped your family you helped your aunt and all that he said yeah man I know and if I had it to do over again I wouldn't help her 
you know. And think about it is a year later, she still won't. She won't say she she apologized. She won't give him the money that she owes him. Even if she gave him the money that she that that she owes him, it would be enough for him to get a car or it'd be enough for him to pay his utilities off and get another place. But sometimes when you're dealing with selfish people, they don't care about your situation. They don't they don't they don't they don't care. They don't care that they put you there. Because they feel like, well, you family and you're under obligations to help me no matter what. I'm your I'm your aunt and I'll do what I want. I say what I want and you gotta respect me. Well, let me just say this. Respect is not how old you are, what rank or title or position you may hold. Respect is earned, it's not given. Okay, you can respect the title, rank or position, but not the person. Okay, so, and he's still going through right now. He's trying to fight to get back to where he was a year ago. Now, after we talked about his, I talked about mine. And some of you guys already know, because you're already family, you already know. And some of you are new listeners, and y'all don't know. So I'm going to tell you. So he lost his, my friend Mike lost his place in February of this year. So just before COVID really hit. So he got out of town. So in May, he's back in Kansas City, okay? So mine was I lost my house. My mother's house at that. My mom left me a house when she passed in 2012. Okay. I was not making a lot of money, a lot of great money, but I had enough to hold the house down. And so the year before, my cousin asked me to stay. I let him stay. But he asked me the year before, okay, so this is 20. So so I lost it in 19. To tell you how far it goes back. So in 18, I allowed him to stay. In 2017, he asked me, and I just didn't get good vibes from it. I knew in my heart he was going to screw me. He was going to bend me over. But I felt like since we're a family, I felt since my mother had a part in raising him, that he would at least do right under her strength and so when I prayed about it God was like don't let him stay stay with you and let me let me here to tell you family I I most definitely lived and continue to live and regret that mistake okay so I'm trying to get a little exercise so if you hear me kind of huffing and puffing I'm okay I'm just walking around I'm doing the show Okay, and I'm walking. So, with my cousin, Adrian, 
I'm gonna put his name out there this time. So he did good for the first few months. He had pay, he had pay, he had pay. And then all of a sudden he had half pay. And then he went from that pay to, hey, I got this going on. I got this going on. And I can't pay you. Well, when you stand in houses and you paying a mortgage, they have that that good fella mentality. That Henry Hill mentality. Fuck you, pay me type uh, mentality. Okay? So, even in apartments, when you do leases, they don't care what happens. It's like, I think apartments, since they see you more of on a consistent basis and you develop relationships with the leasing manager and the assistant managers, they are more inclined to um, work with you because they see you. It's a face to the name. It's a face to the account. Okay? So, when you lease an apartment, you're leasing to the leasing management of the company of the property in which you want to seek residence from. Now, when you're pursuing and you're making payment on a house, you're not renting a house, so what you're paying entails is a mortgage, okay? Yeah, you can probably skip out on a couple of payments, but house, if you skip out on payments, check and most most of the time you won't be able to catch up and then you'll get behind and you get behind you get behind you get behind then you try to do your loan modifications loan modifications does nothing it just stops the current payment process where you're at okay so after that you still it's just because they put it's like you push pause on your VCR your DVD player and you went and you went to the bathroom and you came back or you fixed some food and you came back and you push play thing about it is while you're thinking hey no more payments is coming in yeah you're right but they still tagging on interest and late fees on that because you still owe so when they get tired of you they'll wait six months maybe if you're lucky a year depending on the mortgage company or the bank and sometimes they'll certain banks will actually buy your debt and then they'll start seeing say hey you have x amount of days to come up with i don't know sixty thousand. well most people don't just have if you work in a nine to five you don't just have 50 or sixty thousand just to pay your back back mortgage so then then they're gonna start the foreclose process on you okay even though when you start doing the loan modifications and all that and things of that nature eventually what will happen is these companies will stop taking phone calls they'll have you spending money getting stuff notarized they want to know your personal business how what kind of account you got savings plans all this it's bullshit and so then don't let something you lose your job 
some in the house breaks. Okay, so not only did, did my cousin was a coward, and he and he did not have a the decency of being a man and tell me he was leaving. He just left. He left, and only that he took his money and he he went out of town. Found a chick on a dating site, bought her from St. Louis, brought her back, and moved in with her and her kids. Now, this is somebody that, from birth, we got pictures and pampers. And my thing is this. He risked a 40-year relationship. I would have been there until God would have called me home. I would have fed him, gave him a place to stay, whatever. Because that's what we do. You look out for family. But he sold me out. He sold the relationship out for a piece of pussy. I'm just going to say it. And so my thing is that when I come back up and I'm on my way back up now because I'm working on some things right now that I can't really talk about for legal stuff. But when I'm able to release it, you guys will be the first ones I tell. I don't care if I have 10 houses. I don't even want you sleeping on the front porch. I don't want you in my grass. I don't want you pitching a tent. So what I'm saying is to you guys, I'm not even for sure if he's even still with the girl or not. I can't get mad at her. I'm not going to call her bitch and all that different kind of stuff. I don't know her. She doesn't even know me. She probably heard of me, but she don't know. So why should I, you know, down her? She might be an excellent person or woman. I don't know. But my cousin made a dumbass decision that he messed up. He would never get the relationship back the way it was. And quite frankly, I don't think he cared. Because if he if he really cared and he really loved me, he wouldn't have walked away. And not only did he do that, he was breaking stuff down on my house and wouldn't tell me. So then the money I should have been taking to pay my mortgage, I had since since I was in the house, I had to pay someone to come in and do the work and buy the parts. So I got behind. And I lost my house. Okay. My mother's house at that. My mother worked for 40 years. She only had two jobs. One was at Kansas City Zoo. The second one was at Research Hospital in Kansas City, Missouri. So if any of you guys know Research Hospital, it's a bad place. And for the ones that you don't know, you can Google it. Research Medical Center in Kansas City, Missouri. Okay, so she worked her whole life to get a house. 
and she got the house the week after 9-11 had happened. We was actually at the house, viewing the house, and saw it on TV when it twin tires, when the planes hit. Okay? So, she struggled. I was there for a minute, and then I left and got an apartment. I got married uh, a year later. I wanted my mother to retire so bad because the place was so bad. And I even worked there for five years that I was willing to move my family into the house and pay her rent so she could retire because she was worried about bills. She was worried about money. And I believe if she would have retired, if she would have retired and start relaxing, start enjoying life, I believe she would still be here today. There's nothing that no one could tell me. I believe she would still be here. Now on this earth, everyone, I know that we're not here to stay forever. I get that and I understand that. But sometimes you can go before your time. So what I would say to you is if you have to work, work. And I understand that we have to work overtime and sometimes we have to take on different jobs, more jobs. Some of us are out there single parenting. I get that. I understand that. But when your body tells you to rest, okay, God is amazing. He He gives us, he, he gives our body telltale signs and warning signs to to rest. Listen, rest. Sometimes, you know, especially now, jobs are getting hinky. You don't want to give you your time off, give you your due. But you look up, you see these supervisors, they're taking time off anytime they want to. So my thing is, take your time off. Try to follow protocols and procedures. But if they if they refuse to do it, sometimes you got to take a couple of personal days. And, and you'd be amazed at what it could do. Sometimes you're two days off. Make it a four day. Call off for two or make it a five day. Make it count. Rest. I don't know. You can be at your home in your underwears or your panties. I don't know. But rest. Rest. And so I, I've learned through a lot of pain. And even with my aunt, with my mom's sister, that just passed in May, my Aunt Alice. Family is sometimes not family. Because the main ones who wanted her house, they got the house. And the crazy thing is, a year ago, my no good cousin, I'm not going to release her name yet, told my aunt that, hey, you know, since I'm a certified counselor, licensed counselor through the state, I will write. I will write it to the point of you're mentally unfit and they will lock you up. Now, I'm going to say this. What kind of coward shit is that? And for a person that took care of you when you was a baby, 
took you back and forth to your cheerleading practices. Someone who stayed, allowed you to stay and took you to school because your mother was a single mother and couldn't do it because she was out trying to make a way. How dare you piss and disrespect your, your aunt? But that's the problem. That's the problem. Just because someone is your cousin or aunt or uncle, brother or sister, wife or husband, sometimes family ain't family. Sometimes friends will, will treat you better than your own family will. Sometimes you don't get honor in your own land. Sometimes you have to move away to actually fully get what God has in store for you. Sometimes you have to move away or move out of your environment. Some people are able to go to different countries, different cities. My dad, he came from a different country. He came from Nigeria. He came with $5 in his pocket. And he's living very well. He doesn't believe in debt. He pays everything with cash. If he pays anything with his credit card, He's paying it off within that 30 days. The story is most definitely true in his real life. And I had to share some of my heart because I'm still feeling the sting of losing my mother's house. Reason being is it's not the fact that my mother left me the house. But the fact was, and it wasn't like I was not paying my bills and I was doing everything. I was cutting the grass. I was doing everything to maintain it. I believe I was a good steward for those years. But I allowed a so-called family member. I was trying to help them and I paid the price. So what I'm saying to everyone here today, the moral of the story is today. I'm not saying I help people but be careful and selective of who you help when you help and most definitely pray God I'm not trying to preach to you on tonight but God will let you know if you can trust them and if you can't don't risk what you have for family or anyone else because you have to look at the other side of that coin will they risk it for you will they lose it for you and I'm just gonna be pretty bold and say no they wouldn't sometimes you are a better friend be who you are sometimes you're the better family member sometimes you're the better person or the bigger person don't allow situations and people to change who you are. If you're gonna change, change to be the best you that you can be humanly, spiritually, and mental possible. I love you guys.
and I talk to you soon. And if you don't believe in yourself, believe in God, and I talk to you soon, and I'm out of here.